What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yokai Delinquents Podcast. I am Sean Bearded Capulitten. And I am Jerry Robo Tengu Smith. How's it going for you today, Sean? Oh, it is going magnificent. I am <laughs> fully rested and not half asleep at all. <laughs> I, I, I sensed a little bit of sarcasm there. Man, I am um... I'm eternally tired. It's that, it's that, it's that whole, like... Uh, Moment from the Avengers first one where they're like banners talking about you want to know my secret? I'm always tired. <laughs> he just lays down in yeah. the street <laughs> instead of Hulk yeah, yeah. out and all that that would be me. That's my version. <laughs> you you go to you go to Hulk out and as you go it does like one of those like classic like um sleeping outfits, you know, yeah. with like the matching like <laughs> pants and shirt and then you get the little cap too. Yep. Yeah, just curl. And a pillow just pops up. Just yeah. Out of nowhere, just, just curl up in the middle of the, the destruction of an alien invasion yep. because I'm I'm the <laughs> sleeping Hulk. <laughs> How about you, good sir? Uh, it's it's been going pretty good. Just uh, staying busy, chilling on my new couch that I finally got in. Um, playing playing a little bit of games, watching a little bit of stuff. We got there's it there. It never ends, Sean. There's always something to watch, it feels like. There's always some kind of media to get sucked into. I mean, there's, um, there's always something to watch, but is there always time to watch everything? That's true. That's true. There's You never have all the time. Um, one of the things that Steph and I started up recently um, was a game called uh, It Takes Two. Oh, okay. Uh, have you have you heard of uh, Have you heard of this at all? I um, I have, in fact, not. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting. It's um, a very like cooperative game. Um, the uh, the studio that uh, I think produced it um, made a game back in the day called No Way Out. Um, oh. And this okay. is kind of this is kind of how I found out about it. Because um, our good friend uh, Jonathan Cook and I uh, played No Way Out, and you know most games these days you have to play strictly online. I mean, you could play this one online, uh, but it's split screen no matter how you play it. Uh, like you can always see the other person's screen. Right, right. Um, and it it's uh, a lot of cooperative play and everything. And No Way Out was essentially these two guys um, that wound up in prison together, found out they had a similar vendetta against the same person. Um, and you work together to escape from prison and then run from the cops and then, you know, get your like vengeance or whatever. Um, so it takes two is actually a bit of a, uh, a more, um, like dramatic change from that where you are playing a husband and a wife. Um, but not only are you playing them, but you're playing your daughter's toy versions of them. Oh. So the synopsis is, is they're going through a divorce and the daughter, it, it seems kind of like it's a, the daughter not really knowing how to handle this um, because she's, she's fairly young. Um, and so she's all about this whole thing of like, you know, them becoming friends again. She has this uh, uh, interesting, like um, love book about, um, couple staying together and it's kind of funny because the book animates itself um, whenever it's in this whole like whatever fever dream that you and the other character are in right. um, as the husband and wife and it's like got this like wild like um, like Hispanic accent and everything you know like a like a love guru or whatever it's very interesting um but uh it it's uh one of the really cool things about it that uh you know and they get to flex really hard on the uh, cooperative aspect of this game because in no way out you know you're just two normal dudes um in a seemingly normal world um so it's very like real realism is a factor there right right well for it takes two since you're like miniaturized like little figures like the husband's made out of clay and the wife's made out of wood. Um, there's a lot of like uh, 
stuff in in the like small world that you're going through and having to deal with like um one of the first ones you're kind of in like a workshop so uh and they always give you like tools based on whatever the theme of the the uh area you're in right um so the the husband gets these like magic nails that he can throw and pin things down and then the wife gets the uh like a, a head of a hammer uh, that she can use to like pound things and like um, uh, grappling hook onto things and stuff like that. So you use like stuff like that to solve puzzles. And okay. uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool. There was uh, there was one where uh, it kind of reminded me of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day a bit. You had this war against squirrels and wasps. <laughs> um, they give you these weapons. It's like one's a um, like explosive sap so you spray it all over everything and then the wife gets like this uh, matchstick gun where she could ignite it so there's a lot of a lot of stuff with that that was really interesting it's, okay. it's been it's been a lot of fun um and it's a kind of an interesting way uh to to kind of go through this whole thing of like you know um you know what like uh parents go through like during a divorce but you know nobody really likes to talk about what happens with the with the child in right. that situation you know right so no that that is interesting is. and that's yeah. what's yeah. really cool about indie developers because mm-hmm. and not to say and there may be a game just like this from like say a, a big publisher but i feel mm-hmm. like a big publishers would be more hesitant about releasing a game with that kind of subject matter even if it's only right. like the subtext of it all, you mm-hmm. know, because Indie Indie is a cooperative, sounds like a cooperative platform puzzle game. Yeah. But yeah. with the whole uh, backdrop of a child going through divorce, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, EA is not going to make that game. But right. the, the beauty of indie publishing these days, especially in video games, and with the access from Steam to the digital releases on all major, like, console systems and stuff, like, you can get a lot of games like that and so mm-hmm. and, I, and i love seeing that i do while admittedly i don't necessarily always play games like that i always mm-hmm. love i love hearing like the, the creativity and like kind of the uniqueness that comes out of the indie world right right and and i called it no way out it's actually called a way out um oh. is was the previous game by oh. uh hazel hazel lights uh studios um <clears throat> yeah and and it's kind of fun because steph and i play like we we get into a lot of like co-op games and stuff like that that are very like you both have to kind of be on the same level and everything like that um and it it just seems like a lot of them are you know you have the same sort of gimmick throughout the game and you just have to, you get like additions to the gimmick right. and this one changes it up every time you change your theme um <laughs> there was there was one that was that was like had us rolling though because there's a lot of humor in it as well you know with kind of the uh interesting um like design that they took for this game and like you know the subject matter of you walking through is like dolls and stuff um and you get to one that's all sci-fi so the husband gets like this belt that makes him like grow and shrink and the wife uh has these shoes that make it to where she can walk on anything um, so with the husband, it's a lot about like, um, like weight and strength and like pushing things. Mm. Um, so we, we got to this thing and it's like, um, one of those, uh, like catapults where, you know, like she stands on one end and I stand on the other and I like slam it and it launches her up or whatever. Right. Um, so we get to this point and I'm like, Oh no, you have to like launch me up. Um, first and then i have to grow big and shrink this platform down and then we can both get on it so in my head i was like maybe since if we're the same size you know we uh um she won't be able to get me high enough so if i if i go smaller then she'll be able to get me up there and like so whenever you go small you go really small and she fucking hit the platform and it launched me into the moon (laughs) (laughs) and we we got an achievement it was just the funniest thing because they did that really like I pitched like scream and you just saw like the star, you know, Ding! Right. <laughs> and we were just fucking rolling. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's been a really fun game and it's, uh, it's, it definitely kept us on our toes and it's funny cause we just started it last night, but I feel like we've done so much in it so far, but yeah, okay. it's, it's been really great. Well, that's awesome. 
Uh, yeah. You know who else? Like you know, like I said, co-op games and whatnot, working together. You know, mm-hmm. who, know who likes to work together in a team? Who? The who? Ba- the Bad Batch. <laughs> oh yes. You, you like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, that was great. I, you I know, tried. it's funny. Um, it actually worked for the other thing that we were going to talk about too. But we'll, we'll get to. I that. guess this is just. Yeah, I guess this is just our theme this episode. Yeah. Um, Cooperation. But, yeah. Yeah. No. But yes, uh, yeah. Star Wars: The Bad Batch dropped uh, earlier. Well, actually, we're almost a week away now as of this recording. Mm. But they dropped. Yeah. Well, episode. I call it episode one. It's damn near movie one. Uh, right for first the premiere episode on National Star Wars Day, mm-hmm. uh, May the fourth, and uh, then we got Friday. We got the second episode, and while again, as per I think the tradition we've started, I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm pretty sure we're going to do mm-hmm. our season review once it's all said and done. But oh yeah, immediately the show has already become amazing. Like like oh the, yeah, like they were definitely a highlight, and I was happy to see they were getting their own show from the last season of Clone Wars. <laughs> Yes. And uh, without, like I said, we'll, we'll talk spoilers during the uh, the season wrap up. But like mm-hmm. the, the the immediate tie-ins to other franchises. That's what I'll say. Oh yeah. Uh, was oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. and even I would. I had to make sure. I had to look up a character's name <laughs> to make sure. Okay. Can Can I just say something about that character? Uh huh. I was a little thrown off by the voice. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can only do so much when you're when you're 45, it, it voice just, of a, it, a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah. It just reminded me of like a big head character. I'm like, why is this character's voice so deep? And I didn't. I didn't. I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about the connection, and then I talked to my cousin about it. And he was trying to, like, tell me the name, and I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? And then I thought about it, I was like, oh, right, 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 yes. Well, all right. and see, so here's here's the key, because I, for- yeah. I forgot about the name change. And I'm sure we're giving away yeah. enough clues, but I'm still not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to cross that spoiler line. Yeah, yeah So yeah. I, I long forgot about the name change. Yeah. But it was the awkward voice that made me like, okay, yeah. this person's somebody. Exactly. Like they wouldn't have this weird ass voice with this <laughs> with this character. Yep. If it yep. wasn't important, and I looked up who voiced him, like, wait a minute, and then yeah, yeah, follow. <laughs> uh, got, got the got the map with all the the yarn with pictures yeah. and names yep. all connected, and I finally yeah, figured, all the numbers I fi- popping up in front of your I, face. <laughs> I finally figured it out what Craig probably figured out in three seconds. <laughs> right. Right. But uh. But, yeah. But between that, and uh, not only that was a great little tie-in. But just oh, yes. yeah, seeing the Bad Batch again, seeing a lot of what went on uh, during you know, the end of the Clone yep. Wars has yep. has been super interesting. And oh, uh, yes. we got a new character in Omega, which has a lot mm-hmm. of like. I feel like they said it clearly, but the more I talk to people, like they didn't pick up what I did. So I don't know if I'm filling mm-hmm. in gaps of my own. Mm-hmm. Or and again, we can discuss that a little more in depth, maybe a little later when we get more details. But she is a mm-hmm. new a new character they brought in with the Bad Batch. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, actually, I guess we can kind of speculate, or you can tell me. Like, so this is episode two. By the time this is recording, yeah. it'll be damn near right. time for episode three. It'll episode three will be out by the time this this yeah. airs. So Omega, yeah. I believe they said she was a failed experiment. And so I'm, mm. I, I'm pretty sure they said something, or she said that she's also like one of them, like a, a bad yeah. clone. So yeah, that makes me think she's also a clone of Django. That maybe they, but like somehow mm. her being female is considered defective to them. Yeah, kind of, kind of like Boba or something. Well, Boba was intentionally like raised, yeah. you know, not, not made not to grow. But right. her to come out female, maybe that's what mm-hmm. the issue was. If that's see, I'm but I'm not I'm, really sure. Yeah, like I don't know if I've I, I may have filled in those dots, you know, or mm-hmm. but because they said she was like they considered her like a part of a bad batch. That's why she was just there, help mm-hmm. being a, being a lab assistant. But yeah, then we yeah. got the then we got the the shot of her like picking up a rifle and being really damn good all of a sudden. So maybe I'm filling yeah. my own dots, but like <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if I'm right. So. Yeah, we have on record. I'm making that. I'm calling that shot now. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. It. Well, I mean, and 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 it was also I, um, one of the characters mentioned it um, in the second episode. It was like you know. Um, all of the clones have their purpose, even the ones that you know are seemingly defective. They still you know have have a reason reasons for being or whatever. 
Um, and she's just basically got to find hers. I mean, we know that she's really smart and stuff, but what else? Yeah. I just uh, imagine that there's um, one of the uh, uh, com- what are they? Uh, Camino, Camino people. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just that one fucking guy that's just like, this is cool, but let's let's make it even cooler and like <laughs> doing like weird shit with them. You know, All that right. fucking one dude, Gary. That's just like, <laughs> there's hey, always, yeah, there's <laughs> always a Gary. Like, let's, yeah, yeah. let's let's add that X chromosome <laughs> into yeah. the picture and see what see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> they need an extra extra arm or extra eyes or something, you know. <laughs> or or you know, look like a solid snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like that is Hunter, obviously Rambo. Hunter, Sean. well, which is who basically <laughs> yeah, Solid Snake. Yeah. Is Hunter is a hundred percent Solid Snake. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm all about it. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Like, they were already, like, a good quirky bunch with them all being you know, yeah. very different from your typical clone soldiers. <laughs> but I, I think we're getting, and we're already getting it with Hunter. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to really His... start developing their unique, like, growth in as characters, I think. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, you know, you have them um, genetically engineered with, like, uh, super smarts, super strength, super mullet. Um, they all <laughs> kind of have their own, like go-to like signature thing and then you also it was uh it's echoes right yeah is the uh yeah so the and the cool thing about him is um so he was the one that was that was captured by the separatists uh, that was experimented on and everything and they saved in the uh the last quote unquote last (laughs) last season of clone wars uh, that they did and that's whenever they brought in the bad batch and he ended up deciding to stay with them yeah. um, which was really really cool because you know he was such a, a long-running character um, and i think he was he was in rex's group right i believe so because yeah up yeah. until he got altered so much he was a normal mm-hmm. well not normal he, yeah. he excelled in the clones but like he was mm-hmm. a you know just a, a normal specimen clone but they now, but now with all his genetic changes from the droid army, the separatist mm-hmm. army, he's now considered just as bad as the bad batch. Right. So yeah, uh, again, it's been really cool, and uh, I mean, you, you gotta love Wrecker. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. just, he's just big, and he wants to break shit, and you, and he has his, mm-hmm. he has his uh his teddy bear bunny. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. He he he's been cracking me up these last these two episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, so adorable. Yeah, I'm already uh, like thoroughly hyped. I was like, I I was hoping this is when it was dropping in between like Marvel mm-hmm. shows. So you know, we oh, got yeah. keeping a constant stream of goodness coming out of Disney Plus. Oh yeah. On top of oh, yeah. every damn thing else is coming out. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and and you know, just kind of putting a nod to to Disney Plus. Um, Steph and I kind of got like a wild hair the other night and uh, decided to watch all of. Uh, I guess, yeah, all of the live-action Disney movies that we oh. hadn't seen yet, which were a lot. <laughs> More than I thought. Oh. We we actually started with Milan, um, right. which was really fucking good. It was good. Like, yeah, I uh, it, it was funny, you know, because everybody's like, oh, I don't see any singing, there's no Eddie Murphy dragon and stuff like that, and it's like, this movie is amazing. Like, it was so good. So the, um, here's a, I'll give a quick thoughts because I never I, I never did do a mm-hmm. Mulan review on my channel or anything. Yeah, it's not a good adaptation, right? But it's a good movie. Oh yes. And here's the thing: like you have to, you, it's one of those like we've talked about before. I'm pretty sure we talked about it before on this show. Like mm-hmm. I, I always use my go-to reference is uh, the Constantine film uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with Keanu Reeves. You can totally enjoy that movie as long as you forget anything you know about Hellblazer. You know, the, right you know john constantine just take it for what it yeah. is it's like that take mulan for what it is it's a solid kung fu like epic oh yeah yeah it gave me like really strong uh hero vibes right. for yeah sure and that's fine uh where but when you do want to kind of take in the a comparison to the original animated film which again mm-hmm. i don't care that there was no eddie murphy mushu Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. care that there were no song and dance numbers. They actually, and they even did musical cues in the background, mm-hmm. subtle to at least reference them. The only mm-hmm. complaint is like, and again, taking it for like to to, to treat it like a traditional Disney film, where it fell mm-hmm. flat was that 
which again works as a kung fu flick, but doesn't really work as a like a epic, is that Mulan was already a badass from the jump. Mm-hmm. So there was no character growth of her just being a peasant girl forced into a horrible situation and learning to grow and defend her country. She was already mm-hmm. a, a Wing Chun master, oh, yeah. you know. So like, take, oh, yeah. so I can see those complaints and I get that. But if you can again forget the animated film and just take it for what it is, it's a solid action. Oh yeah, film. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you know it, it's funny because it always cracked me up because another one we watched was Lion King. And it was always just a sort of like silly thing of like, can you call it live action? It is absolutely <laughs> it's all not live CG. action. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it looks so realistic, people usually categorize it. Yeah. But technically, it's a cartoon yeah. also. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, and it was really good. Very, like, you know, um, kind of opposite, but still just as fucking good. It was um, very, very faithful to the um, the original. Okay. Uh and and I I appreciated all of the the voices and stuff. Have you have you seen Lion King yet? Have not, to be perfectly honest. Oh. Um, yeah. I no, my childhood Lion King was a big mm-hmm. part of my childhood because when I came mm-hmm. out, I was mm-hmm. I was still very young. Right. Uh, and it's just it's nothing like against it, but it looks like it's just a CG rendition of it. Yeah. And yeah. Essentially. So yeah. it's like it, it's not to make it where I'll I'll sit down and watch it one day. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But because pretty much looks like a pretty faithful, other than some you no know, some changes here and there, faithful yeah. remake of the original. I don't feel the a desire to go out and like you know go out of my way to watch it when I already got so much right. other shit I got to be watching. Oh yeah. But oh, you know, yeah. one day, one day I'll be sitting here, just <laughs> throw something on the background while I'm doing my my other things, and uh, you know, yeah. So it may happen. So. Like you, mm-hmm. you've listed so far just the live action like remakes. Is that what y'all are focusing right. on, or are you checking out all live action Disney films that you haven't seen? So, so it's it's mostly just the the live action remakes. Um, you know, and it's funny because I think before uh, Mulan, the only one that we saw uh, was probably Aladdin. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so then we went to from Lion King. Um, we I think we watched uh, Lady and the Tramp, okay, which uh, which was decent. I honestly had only seen the animated version of that like a handful of times, so I I honestly couldn't remember like the original plot of it or anything. <laughs> I mean, not there's not much to it. A family yeah. gets a dog, yeah. dog finds a stray, wants to go kick it out in the street. Racist yeah. Asian cats and uh, <laughs> that. and then uh, yeah. They, uh, they, yeah. they get in a little bit of trouble with, I, I want to say, some uh, a pound or something, you know, dog yeah. catchers. Yeah. Not much. It's, yeah. a, it's a very, the old, the original film was very much just like, still where Disney would occasionally drop a film that's just, you know what? Look at the cute animals. Look at them. Look at them do stuff. <laughs> they they eat in the spaghettis. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's yeah. all. It was never been a deep <laughs> film. But again, yeah. that's another one that's just like, and I guess in general, other than when I heard how much different Mulan was, that's the only one of these mm-hmm. I'm realizing. This is that is I, I haven't seen Aladdin either. Uh, oh yeah. I guess being the Disney kid that I am, and you know, mm-hmm. growing up, these live action ones feel so unnecessary. I guess I don't have much drive. Right. Drive to go right, see them. Right. That's basically how I was too. And and you know they actually did do changes to Aladdin. Um, and there I think there were some different like musical cues Mm -hmm. um i do like uh on a lot of them um they really kind of uh you know touched more on you know the setting for those a bunch more and like you know just um the culture and everything uh that should have revolved around them i i I like how they had more of that in in these movies because it was a a bigger thing in aladdin you know that you wouldn't notice from just watching the the animated movie um and i thought will smith was a welcome change i was i was pretty happy with that as well okay i mean yeah i mean robin williams you know that's that's a role you're never gonna oh, get yeah. away from any kind of comparison right. but and i don't right. i don't think it was it's fair not that i've seen the right. film but i saw people like immediately attack and i'm not Oh yeah, the, yeah. the biggest Will Smith fan, but I'm not a Will Smith mm-hmm. hater either, you know. Right. So like, I felt yeah. that was very unfair. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, my thing is, is I'm always back and forth with Will Smith because a lot of times he does act that same character in every role. This was one of those where he could kind of uh, really hammer in his like comedy roots and really drive, drive it home for it. And, and I thought it worked very well with, uh, with the way that he handled the role. And I thought it was really good. Um, the last one that we watched that I honestly almost forgot um, was uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, uh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it was, it was decent. <laughs> um, I, you know, uh, again, like Beauty and the Beast wasn't one of my uh, favorites. My, my favorites were always uh, Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Okay. When I was growing up, um, loved the music, the theme and everything like that. I thought it was really great. Um, uh, so, but I mean, Beauty and the Beast still, uh, pretty close to the source material, I think with a, a few, uh, small additions and everything. Um, I, I like the way that they animated all of the, uh, the furniture and made it all look, um, was really neat. Uh, and you know, Emma Watson as Belle was, was a good casting call in my opinion. Uh, and the, the musical numbers all worked really well in it too. Okay. Uh, the, the most ever, again, I have not mm-hmm. watched it. Just Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Like when it came out, when all the Academy Awards got so much attention when I was young. So I watched it a bunch, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest complaint I think I've heard about that one, though, well, besides the people who didn't like the, uh, what's the word? Because I'm tired. Uh, basically, between <laughs> uh, Gaston and his buddy little homoerotic mm-hmm. friendship which hey cool wow. right. that dude was obsessed with a oh, buff yeah. dude i mean yeah 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 <laughs> so beyond that which i don't give a shit about those complaints fuck those people mm-hmm. yeah was that emma watson's singing was not the best um i mean i don't know maybe i don't have a super keen ear but i thought it was fun um, and, and, and it, it was kind of nitpicking don't get it wrong it's the internet complaint yeah. but that's like really the only yeah. thing i really saw besides the typical yeah. like are these necessary? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. complaint, right. which I kind of fall, yeah. uh, no, kind of get behind a little bit, but yeah. I'm not hating. I'm glad you enjoyed them for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, kind of going back to our, our theme of, um, you know, partnerships and working well together and, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, this morning, um, the, uh, you know, the, the date is, um, the 10th of May, um, uh, that we're recording, they just dropped the second Venom trailer uh, for Venom: Let There Be Carnage. Um, oh my! And, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, and and it seems like they they made a few changes. Um, I need to go back and rewatch the first one because, like, so it, it's an interesting relationship between me and Venom, right? Right. Um, cause for the longest time I was the, uh, the biggest Flash Thompson fan, like for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, you know, his series with, uh, Rick Remender started back in, uh, June, 2015. Um, it ran for quite a few issues. Colin Bunn picked up, uh, picked it up for a while and it was just like, so, so good. Like I just, w- just loved the shit out of it it was right. such a cool concept cool idea you know flash thompson peter parker's high school bully um he went through some shit um and ended up getting the venom symbiote and was battling with his own stuff and you know became this really really cool character um so whenever they took the symbiote away from him and gave it back to eddie brock i was a little put off until donny cates took the reins and you know just like made all these cool updates to the character and just made him such a phenomenal, like he was already a really big character for a lot of people. And I understand that, but like Donnie Cates, like pushed it to a whole new level with his, with his storytelling um, for Venom. Yeah. The, uh, and the recent Venom series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, I've been, a, I'm a casual Venom fan. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I, I was reading the Spider-Man books when he uh, debuted back in the day right? and even got, even was reading the, uh, the maximum carnage arc, which this movie is taking some hella inspiration from. Oh yeah. Uh, but I would say once he became kind of the anti-hero, the lethal protector, mm-hmm. I believe it was his first mm-hmm. uh, series. It kind of waned on me cause I liked him better as yeah. like a straight up villain. So I haven't really yeah. cared about him, but I was on 
that Donny Cates uh, Venom series for a while before I just really cut mm-hmm. down on my books. And yeah, he absolutely made the character more interesting again. Yeah. Especially with Eddie himself, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the relationship with the symbiote and then everything with Noel led into this whole Keenan Black stuff going on. It's It's been oh, really yes. interesting. Oh yeah, and they're actually. I think this uh, this week uh, they're releasing his last Donny Cates' last issue. I think it's uh, oh. uh, thirty five or something. It's issue two hundred, um, technically, quote unquote. You know, right, right. Um, so that's going to be exciting. So the interesting thing for me for the first movie, and I think it's what a lot of people are kind of saying, is how do you have Venom without Spider Man? Right. I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, whenever the movie came out, was, and yeah. they did a they did a pretty interesting job with it. I think. I think they answered the question spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't get it wrong, mm-hmm. I think the movie was good. Not didn't blow yeah. me away, but it was good. Right. Uh, right. How do you right. do Venom without Spider Man? I point to the movie. Mm-hmm. That's how. It was just yeah. fine without <laughs> Spider Man. You don't need fun. Yeah. Like, uh, I I get tired of people thinking. I'm going blank right now, but we had another example that made me think of this whole Venom complaint too, where mm-hmm. they were talking about another like character who's linked to it. Not even I don't remember if it was even a villain, but just like or, or mm-hmm. something like Doctor Doom. Like people want Doctor Doom in the MCU, but they say mm-hmm. well, you can't have Doctor Doom without Fantastic Four. Yes, the fuck you can. You can mm-hmm. totally have a fucking ruler of a nation getting angry at another nation. Villains show up without having the Fantastic Four connection, and you can totally yeah, have. Fair. An alien symbiote, or symbiote, however you want to say it, depending on the movie. <laughs> God, <laughs> I remember that. Let's I remember that. <laughs> uh, you, you totally could do it without Spider-Man, and they totally did it without Spider-Man. And for the look of this trailer, yeah. based on what they've shown us, they're doing it again, and it looks like mm-hmm. it will be on par, if not better, with the, as the first. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, and as uh, Donny Cates' run has kind of showed, like, you know, Spider-Man was such a minute part in it until they got to like the big events and stuff like that. I feel like, um, cause it was all about him, his connection to the symbiote and like, uh, just like the history of the symbiote and like, you know, all the other symbiotes that have been connected to it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as the title states, they're bringing in carnage as it and Woody Harrelson is, uh, is playing as carnage, um, in a much which, better wig. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was one of the things I was waiting for because, yeah. you know, they just silhouetted him. Mm. And I'm like, all right, let's see the hair. Let's see the hair. <laughs> um, and, and it looks like they did just take the wig off and maybe just dyed his hair and gave him a little bit better looking of a wig. I mean, I, I like, you know, don't hate it for any man that goes through it, but no, Woody Harrelson is pretty much like mm-hmm. clean on top. It's just like yeah. in the in the 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 after credit scene where I introduced him in Venom one, mm-hmm. they, uh, in right. at least originally in the, in the nineties, when Cletus Cassidy first showed up, he had curly red hair. Right. And I think that's what they were going for with the wig. And it just yeah. looked awful. So they, they got it. <laughs> they got it a little, a little straightened, a little wild looking. It looks much better in this trailer. It well, you know, the explanation here is whenever we saw him at the end of the last movie, he had just gotten arrested and been thrown into jail, and he hadn't gotten his hair cut. Right? Oh, maybe. No. maybe. <laughs> that, if that's, that's what, if that's that's what how, you that's need, what if that's what you need to make yourself feel better about that, that's cool. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think they also showed, uh, like, like I said, I only saw the the first one once, and I know that they introduced another symbiote to it. Um, and possibly scream. I can't remember, uh, but I, I think that they actually show um, her a bit in this trailer, right? Uh, what did she call Shriek? Shriek. That's it. Not yeah. scream. Well, they show, I, they I show think the they, woman and they show yeah. a woman, like the same woman. At one point, they just kind of show her laying on the, on like a cot. Then it shows her in mm-hmm. her container and she's like, yeah, she's like, look like she's vibrating with her by screaming. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's a hundred percent confirmed that Shriek will at least be. Shriek. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fucking interesting. Um, and, and it's kind of, I'm, I'm wondering where they're going with it i feel like eventually they're gonna bring in spider-man right especially with everything going on with spider-man this year anyway um and the movie is supposed to drop i think in september um so now that makes me wonder like when is that coming i guess um no way home is probably not until winter right 
I think um, so. Uh, yeah. Like we could, see, here's my thing. I kind of circling back to us talking about does yeah. Venom need Spider Man? Mm. I don't. I and I thought of a better way to explain it. Uh, we Venom only needs Spider Man if Venom's going to be the villain, right? Uh, at least as far as like the origin. Like now, him mm-hmm. teaming up with Spider Man to take on the the other symbiotes, sure, and then maybe blend in with the new, you know, the the No Way Home movie or some down the line. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like a guy says, just kind of circling back to people's complaints that he wasn't in the origin film. Unless you're gonna make yeah. Venom evil, there was no reason for Spider Man to be in the movie. It's true, but if you're going straight for anti-hero, then yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now he's just kind of a reluctant hero instead of the anti-hero. You know, mm-hmm. trying to contain the, uh, you know, a uh, waffle-making uh, <laughs> symbiote. <laughs> As we got, like, you see yeah. the goofy relationship between Eddie and uh, the Venom symbiote has gotten even goofier in this trailer, mm-hmm. which was, again, I was like, for some reason, like, it still takes me a second to remember they did kind of, like, lighten up a little bit. Because, like, Venom to me is still very much a very serious, dark character. And they're, you know, yeah. And the movies did change that feel a bit, so it caught me off guard at first. But then I went, okay, that's right. That's kind of how they had the relationship going by the end of the first movie, uh, going on with a, you know Eddie and the symbiote. So yeah, I like it. Looks good. Uh, they they flat out showed carnage, and uh, mm-hmm. my oh little nitpick. And granted, mm-hmm. we never. I don't think we really got a clear shot of them like facing off with each other. What I always liked about Carnage is, you know, Venom's a big, hulking, menacing figure, mm-hmm. while Carnage was oh, always yeah. more, like, spidey-sized, but, like, twice as vicious and twice as deadly. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look right. like they're making the Carnage when he's full-on Carnage suit. And Woody Harrelson's a, not a small person. But mm-hmm. it's like, they, he kind of, like... I, I always liked the dynamic of how small he was compared to Venom when they faced off. But yeah. he looks like he's yeah. going to be on par size for size, and... I mean, it's not going to detract it, but I, I'm a li- there's that little bit of me that's like, oh, I wish they, I wish they would have got it, the size difference a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting, and there are always, you know, changes and things that could be made. I wonder if they're going to go with like the whole origin of uh, Carnage being Venom's offspring, you know? Um, yeah. And and if if that's going to be a thing, I wonder if they're going to get into like toxin, which is essentially Carnage's offspring. Um, I mean, down the line, you never know. Yeah. Like we we got again. I can't remember what the name of the uh, the symbiote we had in the first movie that he faced off with, but all that uh, yeah, all that spawned from you know Carnage and Venom. You know, just like pieces of a suit. I, if I remember right, we're just kind of. I know mm-hmm. for sure that's how Carnage got made. He was in a, he was sharing a cell with Eddie. And when he, yeah. and, but he broke out. They thought the the symbiote suit was gone. It was before they learned that it's literally just a part of his DNA. And mm-hmm. uh, he broke out, little piece of it left behind, and jumped on Cletus. And then he, right, it, it got altered to his own psychosis to be the red with little black trim, in there. And then mm-hmm. I assume something similar happened because I like as much as I I know I read Maximum Carnage. I don't remember a whole lot about how the others came about. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember that's how Carnage got started. Yeah, um, so I, I think they they split a lot of them up. Um, I pulled up this article, and honestly, I'm not really sure like um, how it's uh, how accurate it is. Oh, okay. um, but it was the first thing I pulled up, so <laughs> this is what I'm gonna go with for now um, until I can prove myself otherwise. Um, but they had other symbiotes, you know, that they split off from the uh, from the original one. Um, and the big one was uh, was Riot, um, right. that that he fought, and then they also had Phage, um, and then apparently Toxin, um, which you know was the one that I was like looking for. Right. Um, I honestly don't remember um, how any of these ended up or anything like that. <laughs> like uh, it, it is it just kind of a, like it may have been as easy as Carnage kind of replicating what what venom inadvertently mm-hmm. did to make carnage he, it may have been yeah carnage like just breaking off pieces of his symbiote into other mm-hmm. prisoners which is probably like showing like with shriek being in there i'm thinking that's what happens and that's yeah. probably what yeah. happened uh like i said not not gonna read a long wiki article trying to remember <laughs> <laughs> i know right <laughs> but that 
but that trailer was a it was a good surprise. But I had no idea mm-hmm. it was dropping. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't really expecting it, um, but it's it's kind of kind of nice to know that you know they're still working on it and going hard at it. I uh, you know. I am fine with it not, but I do kind of wonder with how things are going if it's if they're ever going to try to connect it to the MCU. Because um, this movie does come out like several months before uh, Spider-Man comes out. Right. So I I, I kind of I can't help but wonder like are are any of the supposedly um, different universe swapping things going to happen? To affect Venom, uh, I don't know that they've actually established that Venom is in the MCU. I'm assuming not, because I feel like they would have like given us some kind of hint to that in the first movie. But um, you know, I'm I'm always I'm always looking for that and kind of hoping for that. But okay, if it doesn't, especially after Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I think uh, like the talks have gone so back and forth on um, Mm -hmm. whether they're going to ever connect the two with Sony and Marvel. Like, you know, because I know at one point Sony's like, we want to take our Spider-Man and go home. Uh, Yeah. Then they agreed to kind of work with Marvel. So, like, never say never, but I feel like they're going to, they're going to keep them separate. Like, we may, if all the insanity rumors that we've been hearing about No Way Home is true, Mm -hmm. we could maybe get a cameo. And, but but right. it also may be the gateway to the official merger. Mm-hmm. But well, and and that kind of begs another question, right? Because they're they're also working on this Morbius movie, and yeah. you know, like it seems like that's fairly solo as well. So are they just like, nah, we don't want to tie any of this in with we don't want to tie any of the uh, Spider-Man centric characters in with Spider-Man? We're just going to make our own anti-hero movies and stuff so well that's that's it's kind of interesting yeah i mean because again does morbius need spider-man no true uh i don't believe so uh because like you know because often oh i i remember the character because like because people are Mm. still complaining up at the comic book store about the venom not having spider-man in it and we point out that you know oftentimes characters may debut with somebody but they grow beyond just being mm-hmm. that person's villain, kind of like the Doctor Doom. But the the example was Kingpin. Kingpin is technically mm. a Spider-Man uh, villain, right? But what do you? But what do most people think of when they think Kingpin? Daredevil. Daredevil. Because yeah, yeah the fall of the Kingpin storyline was so iconic. He was in the now he's in the Netflix series. He was in that horrible mm-hmm. Affleck movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so again, like Morbius can one hundred percent exist without Spider-Man. And, right. Like, even if, like, say, Sony does continue to work with Marvel and they, you know, and Spider Man is still part of the MCU, it doesn't necessarily mean everyone around him is going to have to be either. Because mm-hmm. I think Sony still very much wants their own universe. You know what I mean? Their own. Like, at one point they were talking about the straight up calling it the Venomverse. You know, just it's all going to center mm-hmm. around Eddie Brock and then Morbius yeah. will be maybe a tie in with him eventually and all mm-hmm. going from there, their own darker spider-man you know yeah right (laughs) and i i mean like i you know i'm i'm all for it i'm always for some um some dope like venom shenanigans and everything um i uh you know i would always like uh it if they found a way to bring flash thompson in but that's not gonna be a thing i guess look look, you you get you have to understand something Mm mm-hmm Actually, no. I was about to talk shit, then I suddenly had an idea. <laughs> like, what if? Because we, we don't have a, and I don't know if you feel like the actor they've used already for Flash in the current yeah. MCU would fit that role. Although you never know. Right. Yeah. But who's to say there's not like without calling him Venom that they still mm. couldn't kind of do an Agent Venom storyline, right? In the MCU. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing, because I've, I've seen it done multiple times like in the animated series, and it's kind of like been back and forth on how I felt about that, because um, I have been like going through and trying to stay up to date on those. Because, right. um, you know, they they don't have time to fucking throw um, uh, Flash Thompson and Peter Parker into like years of it. They've, they've been keeping them in high school and everything. Right. 
Um, so it's it's interesting. I could see it happening, but I think the biggest thing that um, that turned Flash Thompson into this is like a lot of his trauma and you know how much he likes Spider-Man and everything. Um, you know, going off to war and stuff like that. You don't necessarily need all that stuff. Um, and of course, like you know, they. I don't think um, Disney Marvel is really willing to go into some of that trauma, like, you know, alcoholism and abusive, like parent and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I don't feel like they're necessarily trying to, to get into that much. They've touched on it. I mean, we, we got Iron Man drunk at a party. That's true. In a movie. Yeah. uh, No, like, you know, I I don't know. I I don't think they would be, I don't think that would be what would stop them. Because even if yeah. they don't go like full on showing the the dad beating the shit out of Eddie, oh yeah, anything, all right. But like it could still yeah. be done and done, yeah, well enough. It's just I th- yeah. I think unfortunately a big part of it is they didn't they didn't buy Sony mm-hmm. <laughs> flat out mm-hmm. like like we were talking like pretty much during that whole war between like mm-hmm. and, and maybe it got escalated just by us fans, but like the hilarious memes of like Sony's like. Well, we want to make Spider-Man without y'all. We can take our Spider-Man and go home. Like, oh, really? You see Mickey Mouse opening his wallet. How much he cost? How much your company costs? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so I, as much as I like, there could be a way. I don't want to give you too much hope because I, I yeah. can't also can't shake the the feeling that Agent Venom sitting right there on a chair next to Beta Ray Bill in the cast of who will never be an MCU <laughs> to right, anger right. And Jerry, just to spite you, specifically you. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Never say never. And that's, uh, like, them moving forward, eventually, like, you know, like we talked about, like, um, at least up at the shop, we've been talking about, you know, this no, uh, you know, no way home. And all the rumored like appearances in alternate universe because we got a whole multiverse of madness coming, you know, and all this stuff has got to speculate and how like mm-hmm. I feel the MCU is moving forward. And I think that's a good thing because uh, right. one of my coworkers came to me and he said there's a rumor on the internet and I don't know where he gets his rumors from, but I assume if it's on the internet, it's negative. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Like, did you hear that uh, Chris Evans might come back as Cap? I'm like, I hope to God not. Because <laughs> like legit, Cap had a great run, and he mm-hmm. had a perfect bookend to his story. And if they bring him back, that makes the entirety of Falcon and Winter Soldier pointless. And that was an amazing right. show. I feel like that rumor's getting getting pushed by a bunch of people who aren't happy that there's a black Captain America. I'm gonna say it. Right. That may not be where yeah. he got his source from, but if it's on the internet. I can't help but think that. And, like, mm-hmm. I want to go forward. You know, if, say, Tom Holland only does these three and we get a Miles Morales mm-hmm. or we get, like, you know, of Agent Venom or a good guy Venom in the MCU, I'd be okay with moving moving along. You know what I mean? We don't have to mm-hmm. linger on... Now, granted, like, Spider-Man wasn't in there for the entire ten years of the original MCU, you know, phase mm-hmm. one through three. So uh, we're not necessarily, like, tired of him, but, like, a lot of, like, I don't want Robert Downey Jr. back as Iron Man. I'm... We still got our speculation. I'm pretty sure you shared it too of the whole like him coming back maybe as an AI, you know, like a new Jarvis, new Friday. But like, right. I don't. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with Sam as Cap. I'm perfectly fine with say we get a Riri Williams, which they've already confirmed. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm perfectly fine with Ironheart. I don't need Iron Man anymore. If Thor mm-hmm. wanted to move on, and we got, well. Throg, not Beta Ray Bill. We'll get Throg before we get Beta Ray Bill. Uh, uh, I hate we, how right you are. <laughs> I hope no, but like legit, and you know Hemsworth said he'll do Thor until he can't. But like when the time comes, they, they need to get rid of Thor. I'm perfectly fine with Beta Ray Bill. You know what I mean? Another right. if they just need to have that that godly powerhouse come in. You know, they keep mm-hmm. the, you know, so you have the same dynamic, but we don't need to keep lingering on these same characters. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like that's where, um, a lot of times Marvel sort of, uh, misses, misses the mark, you know, with their comic books, which, you know, it's something that they should have done a long time ago that they can never stick with. Um, and it's all due to like money and how they can make it and not make it. Um, as far as like, you know, 
the original characters coming back into their own mantle and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's one of the things that I, uh, I've, I've always gone back to um, indie comics for is, right. you know, you have this timeline that you can actually follow where characters, you know, move on, change, grow, pass down their mantle and stuff like that. Yeah. And that and, like, yeah. a, sorry to jump in, but like, I was, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, it was like, a lot, which is what I think of a lot of the characters that I, in comics that I've followed over the years, they have either grown, moved, or moved on. Like, you know, the Teen Titans, right. we've had several Robins in the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, you know, the okay. mantle has been moved along. And we've seen the characters grow and the new ones join the, up with the team. Same with, like, say, my new mutants, or say, like, oh, mm-hmm. Savage Dragon. You know, I know I'm one of four people that like that book, but, you know, Eric Larson killed his main character and yeah. had his son take up the mantle. And while there's been, and he's got all these interdimensional things and they've, they've talked about like, you know, Hey, you know, there's alternate dimensions that your father could be alive. So he's set up his own possibility to return dragon to the lead, mm-hmm. but he's kept Malcolm, you know, he's, he's not, no, he's, he's progressing the story and I'm still predicting that eventually, if it keeps going as long as as long as he can keep it going, yeah. you know, Malcolm's got kids already who are already right. starting to show their their super strength, being that they are dragon kids. We're gonna Savage Dragons gonna become Savage Dragons, you know. So like, I like progression in comics, and Marvel and DC is just as guilty. We had the uh, it wasn't New Fifty was it New Fifty Two when they officially like kind of reset everyone's ages so Bruce could still be Batman, right? <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yep, and. There's an aspect to marketing that I get that that familiarity sell you know sells. They've they've mm-hmm. put different people under the mantles before, and it's never worked because you right. know as much as nostalgia drives us, it holds us back as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I love looking back at my old you know cartoons and toys from my 80s and 90s of me growing up, but mm-hmm. it's like I don't know I don't have that like watching the new Star Wars trilogy and complaining because it's not Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Right. Lead. I right. Don't watch. I don't, I don't, I don't mind story progression as long as it's well done. And it's not like a, uh, feels like a cheap knockoff. And to me, that's like, you know, when they put, uh, Dick Grayson in Batman's mantle. Yeah. You know, I heard that was, for, I didn't read it honestly. Cause I'm, I'm always on and off on Batman. But like mm-hmm. that apparently was really well received, and I was like, "Are they gonna? Yeah. Are they finally gonna pull that trigger?" Nope, Batman's in his twenties mm-hmm. again. Yet Nightwing's <laughs> right. still also twenty. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I know we yeah got, we kind of got off on a side tangent about taking over, but like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So like, well, I think we originally were talking about how to get Venom into the MCU. <laughs> Kind of, well, well, like, yeah. and specifically, like, Agent Venom yeah. and how that would work. And honestly, I feel like Agent Venom would have worked even better as, like, its own thing. Yeah. And Eddie Brock being brought into the MCU probably would have worked better. Right. Um, I think now it, it would just be kind of difficult to do, like, an Agent Venom storyline uh, in the MCU. Especially now with how popular uh, Eddie Brock's Venom is. Um in, in the comics uh, after Donny Cates' run and everything. Because, I mean, like, before, it was just kind of like the uh, beginning of Donny Cates' runs. I think, like, the Venom movie was slated to come out right, like, right after um, Donny Cates' run started. So it, it was kind of interesting with um, with how that all, you know, panned out. We didn't know how good it was going to be. We just knew, like, oh, okay, cool. This is kind of hyping us up for the movie a bit. Right. So... Yeah, it was it was very interesting, and you know it's kind of interesting the things that they decide to do, and the and and I think a, a lot of it, um, you know, just kind of boils down because everybody complains about like you know why is this changed in this movie, you know the source material is so good it's all just right here, and I think a lot of it just boils down to like how the directors or writers are feeling, and they're like, you know, they want to put their own ideas into the film yeah. instead of like just you know, copy straight from the comic book because then they won't feel like it's, like, theirs or whatever, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, and don't get it wrong. I, I can be a stickler, you know, for, like, 
like I've always, but I think I've always tried to be fair about change. Like mm-hmm. you can change from the source material as long as it feels like it's a part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. unnecessary changes can really just you know skew things. So mm-hmm. like I'm I'm trying to think of like an example, but like the, I, even in the MCU, as much as we love these adaptations, they're different from the comics. They may have oh, taken yes. elements from different books. A lot of like the early MCU was from the Ultimate Verse. You know, it wasn't even the mainline continuity. Oh, yeah. But like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's even if it's a little different. Like you know, my biggest complaint like for Thor, besides just the fact that the first two movies were okay to bad. <laughs> Was like, yeah, we're not gods anymore. They're aliens, and we're like, <laughs> fucking why? <laughs> yeah, what what does that benefit them? And this is yeah. coming from Marvel, you know. It's like yeah. this was their choice because they they wanted to be grounded. Like, really? Exactly. So an alien that's the god of thunder is okay. That that's the god of thunder. <laughs> no, yo, bro, why they got Pegasi in there? Why are they just using hovercrafts? Because they got all this advanced technology. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and then they, they slowly were like, yeah, they're gods. <laughs> they're gods. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, you know, even MCU's done that, but like, just mm-hmm. when you, when you change up, we, oh, like, uh, one of my, I was so excited for Kick-Ass. Right? This movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the first half of this movie was accurate to the comic. But then yeah. we, there was the director, the writer, or the studio could have been anybody. They pussed out on the end <laughs> <laughs> and changed it up. Yeah. And it was not in the feel of the comics. And to me, right. like it went from the, the story of Kick-Ass, if y'all haven't read it, is just about a kid who wanted to be a, a vigilante hero. Cause he always grew up reading comics and he wanted to do right and do good. Gets into a car accident, <laughs> trying like, trying to stop some thugs, and uh, they beat his ass and throw him out in the street. He gets run over by a car, resulting in nerve damage where he doesn't feel pain. So that's the only reason he can be a hero. So the whole basis of Kick-Ass, like, that I liked about it was this is an average kid who's only got by by luck. And, you know, yes, he has Hit Girl, who's a skilled murderer. <laughs> you know? and all, But then, so you take that and you just... Throw that out the window by giving him a jetpack and a rocket launcher and making him like the big badass hero at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and they took out like the most realistic response anyone could think of to a to you lying to somebody. Uh, you know, like him, like the girl he likes, he could never confess. And at some point, she got mistakenly thought that he was gay, and so he mm-hmm. lied. And said he was so he could hang out with her. Right. In the comics, she got pissed when she found out that he he said, no, I just, I, I said that so I could be near you because I really like you. Like, you're a fucking liar. You know, because that's yeah. a very human reaction. In the mm-hmm. movie, oh, that's romantic. And he got the girl yeah. and it's like, <laughs> what? What the fuck? <sighs> what was that? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so all this. It was. Yeah. Yeah, all, all this is circling back to I'm really excited for uh, the new Venom movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no. But again, as we you know, as we do, we went off on a quite a few tangents, but we covered we covered some good stuff. Uh, we got a. Uh, you know what? Talking yeah. about Kickass and Mark Millar. Okay. Have you seen? Yeah. <laughs> what you got? Have you have you seen the uh, the new show that they released based off of the Mark Millar uh, comic? called jupiter's legacy <laughs> I, I saw that it is out i did not i forgot yeah. that was a malar book yeah uh, yep i do plan to watch it this week so uh y'all can mm-hmm. probably look forward to the next episode us most likely talking about jupiter's legacy right yeah. right i yeah. wholly need to get on that because it's been out <laughs> now like as of this recording i think it's been out for like the better part of this last week but i just yeah I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten caught up on wrestling documentaries, which yay. Uh, I know you don't give two shits about, so they'll never be discussed on this show. <laughs> but uh, maybe on something in my uh, down the line on my channel, Beard of Copper. Oh, Sean, 
Uh, Sean's going to make his fifth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bro, if you were a better friend and had all my same interests. <laughs> like, look, I don't know how you can't get into grown men in tights fake fighting each other live when you watch grown men in tights fake fight each other on Super Sentai and Power Rangers. It's the same damn that's, thing. That's fair. That's fair. But, there are no, <laughs> but granted, there are no giant robots, just undead Undertaker demon gods. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's all I got, brother. We, we are about out of time. You got any last, anything last minute you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I think I'm good. If you're into co-op games, definitely, uh, check out that it takes two. Um, it's hella fun and really beautiful. Um, is that a, yeah, uh, that's... That, is that a PC only release or is that on consoles? Uh, yeah, yeah. They have it on consoles as well. Uh, I think it's a uh, PS4, Xbox, uh, cause it's an EA game. So okay. they gotta have it everywhere. Right, right. Well, we've been playing it on PC. Right. So cool and cool. Check. Y'all should go out there and check that game out and enjoy some uh, mm-hmm. couch co-op, a dying art in video games. Uh, for <laughs> real. <laughs> All right, but that's going to do it. As always, like, comment, subscribe, share, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell everyone to listen to us. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.